It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. What can we, as ordinary citizens, do to impact elections? Now, we all know that everyone should take the time to vote and educate themselves about the candidates running for office at the federal, state, and local levels. But voting alone is not enough, especially when those opposing our Judeo-Christian values and principles are well-organized and well-funded. And they're often backed by philanthropists like George Soros, chairman of the Open Society Foundation, who gives millions to organizations that hire people to knock on doors as part of an aggressive get-out-the-vote movement for the progressive agenda in America. Joining me today to talk about an important organization is Rick Potter. Rick Potter was one of the founders in 1999 of the mighty Texas Strike Force. And this organization changed its name in 2016. It became the mighty American Strike Force. And in 2016, I had the honor of deploying to Pennsylvania, they use military terms, to knock on doors and give media interviews for the Trump re-election campaign. In fact, the mighty American Strike Force played a major role in President Trump winning Pennsylvania. So join me today in welcoming Rick Potter to the Be The People show, heard on radio and podcasts around the nation. Hello, Rick. Hi, Carol, how are you doing? I'm doing great and I'm so excited um, to have you on the show, but also to be a part of the organization myself. I know that with our culture moving in the direction it is, we sort of need all hands on deck. Absolutely. And so my first question to you, uh, I know you were one of the founders back in 1999. What was happening in the world that caused you, and I believe you work in real estate or you know, you have a full-time job, what caused you to join forces with people to set up what was then the mighty Texas Strike Force? In uh, 1999, uh, George W. Bush was running for president and there were a bunch of Texans who wanted to help him and they didn't know what they could do. And we came up with the idea, let's all buy plane tickets and let's go to where this election is going to be decided. And let's walk door to door, knocking on doors to turn out the vote or uh, manning phone banks or, or whatever we can do in the really critical battleground areas where the election was going to be decided. And that's what we did. Your organization played a major role with uh, the election of George W. Bush. How many Texans were involved? Uh, In 2000, there were about a a thousand Texans involved. And we we didn't actually have the name Mighty Texas Strike Force until later on, but one of our founders, Polly Sal, came up with the idea. She said, let's be the Mighty Texas Strike Force. And 
the name stuck and uh, we started sending people to Iowa, to Wisconsin, to Pennsylvania, Ohio, a, a number of states. And it was amazing the re reception we got. It was very positive. Uh, also, as far as our relations with, with other conservatives around the country, because they were surprised to see that we would travel that far just to, to campaign in a state that we didn't even live in. And how are you all organized? And I know that you use uh, military terms. In fact, I like to be able to tell people I deployed to Pennsylvania. Right, right. Things have changed uh, now, especially in the last four years. But uh, we have a chairman in each state uh, where we're organizing. And then we, we try to find a uh, captain, anyone who's willing to be a captain, we ask them if they can find 10 people that will deploy with them to a battleground. So if you have a group of friends that all want to travel together to campaign somewhere, um, whoever organizes that group would be a captain, and then they'll take 10 people with them into a battleground state. Now, I know that when I went uh, to Pennsylvania, uh, I went alone, but there was an office set up, and you know I took instructions. And it was really interesting because... I ended up being deployed along with another African-American to a affluent white suburb. And so we were knocking on doors for Trump. And I'm sure that was shocking. I know it was shocking to some of the people that when they opened the door, they assumed, you know, they had two Democrats and there were two African-Americans on that doorstep. I <laughs> totally can relate with what you're saying. I, uh, people ask me a lot of times, was I surprised about the outcome of the 2016 election? And I was not surprised because when we were on the ground, uh, I was in Pittsburgh and, and as we would walk door to door and, and we would talk to people, I, I found there were many people who were afraid to put a yard sign in their yard or they were afraid to put a bumper sticker on their car for fear that someone would damage their car. Uh, I remember knocking on one door and a lady came to the door and we told her who we were. And she said, uh, my husband's voting for Hillary. And then she whispered to us, but I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> and so, even her own husband, she was keeping it quiet from her own husband. But there was a, definitely an undercurrent of people who felt like that the nation needed a change. But on election day, uh, we saw what turned out. And I, I really think that um, it, it wasn't surprising to me from being on the ground in Pittsburgh. Well, I have to confess that even though the people that describe me would describe me as very bold, and I'm bold in a lot of ways, but I was not bold enough to put a Trump um, uh, bumper sticker on my car or a sign in my yard because I did not want my windows broken or my car scratched. And I think it's terrible that we live in a society that you have to make those decisions, but I was not willing to sacrifice broken windows or a defaced car uh, for the cause. That's sad, but, but you're right. But I have seen more people, I believe, with a Trump bumper stickers on now, you know, and mm -hmm. I say, you know, God bless them in the most genuine sense that they are bold enough to do that. And I guess if enough people do it, uh, then other people will join uh, 
them as well. I hope so. So um, we're going to take a break. And when we return, I'd like to talk about uh, how the mighty Texas strike force became the mighty American strike force. Each week, the Be The People Show presents interviews with insightful guests from the world of politics, religion, media, and culture. The Be The People Show is on podcast. It offers bonus footage. To listen to Be The People online, go to the BeThePeopleNews.com website and subscribe to the Be The People podcast, heard also on the America Out Loud Network. As we say, let the silent voices be heard. Shadow Bannon, editing, censorship, blocking, and adherence to political correctness are seen as serious threats to our God-given right to free speech. Suppressing free speech, the very cornerstone of our society, is not in the best interest of our listeners, readers, and those who provide our content. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm back with my guest, uh, Rick Potter, and we are talking about something that's really important. 2020 is a presidential election year. There's a lot at stake. And um, it became the mighty American strike force in 2016. What was the point that the group decided that they would take it nationwide? We were already active in the state of Texas. And then we, we started having other people in 2016 from other states say they wanted to get involved and, and have groups in their states doing the same thing. Uh, probably Alabama was one of the first ones in Tennessee. But in 2016, we were in uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Maryland, Arkansas, as well as Texas, I think there may have been one other state. Uh, and those states had a chairman and they started uh, recruiting people to deploy with us. And so we, we sent people from Alabama into Florida or from Tennessee up into Ohio. And really, um, what, some people ask me, what, what are we all about? And I would say we are about marshalling our, our human resources and strategically deploying them into the places where we can have the greatest impact in the election. I know that they do, you know, knocking on doors, there's rallies, there's social networking, there's phone banking. And, and also, even though these volunteers, many of them had the resources that they can pay for all of their expenses, I know that you do help some people at times that can't pay for their expenses. We do. Uh, it all depends on how much money we, we're able to raise. And I realized in 2016 just how important uh, it is to, to raise funds. We had a, uh, some donors contact us two weeks before the election, and they wanted to donate funds. We ended up receiving about 25000 in donations just in the last two weeks before the election. As a result of that, we were able to charter about 12 buses and fill them with volunteers. We sent, we had volunteers from California that went into Nevada, from Tennessee that went into North Carolina, uh, from Washington, D.C. that went to North Carolina, uh, 
from New York to Philadelphia, from D.C. to Pittsburgh and to Ohio. Uh, all of those had their transportation covered, and then they were able, the individuals were able to cover their lodging while they were there. But uh, as a result of that, we've started a scholarship program. So there are many people who would like to deploy, but they're not able to, but they have the financial resources that they can help someone else to deploy so that they can make a difference in the election. So how do you get the, the message out? Like, um, not everyone knows there's any such thing as the mighty American strike force. And uh, so you're in a state like Tennessee, which is a big state. You know, some people say it's like three states in one. How mm. do you get the message across the whole state so that people, you know, in Nashville or Knoxville or Chattanooga, um, they might want to coordinate it. And I believe that in, in Tennessee, the person that is the chairman is in Memphis. So how do you connect everyone so that each city can be actively involved? We have uh, a chairman in each state. And then we also are uh, lining up a person that helps us with grassroots uh, coalition recruiting. So. We have an, uh, an individual that will reach out to any coalition that we can identify. It, it could be young Republicans. It can be Turning Point. It can be college Republicans. It can be National Federation of Republican Women, any type of conservative group, faith-based groups. And we reach out to them and see if they would join our effort as a group rather than just as individuals. Uh, we also, just this past week, uh, here in Texas, they had the... Uh, Texas Federation of Republican Women had their state convention. And so we set up a booth there and we recruited 40 people this past week that are going to deploy with the strike force in 2020. Uh, and that was all from our booth. So uh, another thing we do is we, we set up a speakers program and uh, our speakers coordinator, uh, if anyone hears of of a group that would like to find out about the Mighty American Strike Force. They contact our speakers coordinator and we, we schedule someone to go speak to those groups, tell them what we're doing, ask for their help and ask them to donate and, and to also deploy with us next year. I mean, all that sounds great. And, um, and so what you're saying is that if there is like a Republican women's group or some type of uh, patriot group, hmm. they can uh, have someone there that would recruit for the Mighty American Strike Force and maybe collect uh, donations or let people know how they can donate. Yes. Uh, and another thing we're doing is we, we are going live this week with our website, uh, which is masf.online, Mighty American Strike Force.online. So M A S is in strike, F is in force.online. Uh, as soon as that gets up, uh, volunteers will be able to go to that website and they'll be able to sign up to volunteer. They'll be able to uh, donate funds to our group. Uh, and every chairman of every state that we have will, will have their own web page on, on that website as well. So I'm excited about what we're getting ready to roll out on, on our website. Well, I'm certainly excited about uh, being a, a part of your effort. 
And as I learn more about the organization, I have a lot of questions too. Uh, people that sign up as volunteers, will they get any local training? Like will the person that's doing the grassroots part train the volunteers and how do you keep them excited and activated? Because campaigns go through slow periods and then things heat up, mm -hmm. you know, towards the end. And so you have to keep people engaged the whole way. Right. One of the things we do is we use conference calls extensively. Uh, and we have regular conference calls uh, right now. Uh, we're having them of our steering committee about every two weeks. Uh, and we have a number of different topics we'll, we'll cover on those conference calls. But as we get closer and closer to the election, we'll be scheduling conference calls where all of our volunteers can uh, dial into our website and they can, uh, we're going to be training them on a lot of the details that, that we need them to know before they actually deploy. That sounds great. Uh, we're going to take another break. And when I return, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the connection between the strike force and maybe the national Trump campaign. You're listening to Be The People. Dr. Carol Swain is the mind behind Be The People news, radio, podcast, and YouTube. Be The People's mission is dedicated to empowering individuals to think independently, understand their responsibility, and believe in their unique ability to make a difference in the world. Check out Carol's work at bethepeoplenews.com. To invite Carol to be your next keynote speaker, go to bethepeoplenews.com. That's bethepeoplenews.com. Welcome back to the Be The People show. We're talking with Rick Potter of the Mighty American Strike Force. Uh, Rick, the Mighty American Strike Force, I know sometimes they work Trump rallies. Uh, is that uh, in every state or does it, or is it more likely to happen, you know, in Texas where the organization started? It's wherever the Trump campaign needs help. If, if, if they need volunteers to, to go in to, to help staff a rally in uh, New Mexico or in Florida or wherever, if, if we have manpower there and if, if they need our help, uh, we try to send people into the, the rally area to help them however we can, whether it's parking cars, greeting people as they come into the rally, serving as ushers, helping manage the press, helping helping with uh, security or taking tickets. Uh, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that they need help with. And, and we just want to be there to help however they can use us. Uh, another thing, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. another thing we do is uh, we frequently will walk down the lines as people are standing in, in lines to get into the rallies and we will uh, let them know that we're, we're trying to find people that would be interested in coming into the campaign office to make phone calls or, or help us walking door to door. So we actually recruit people. Sometimes those lines stretch a mile long and we walk down the lines and uh, recruit people to come in and, and help us. I think it sounds so exciting that there are so many ways that people can plug in and so it's not just voting and it's not just phone banking that you can actually, um, I don't want to say get your hands dirty, but get up close to the inner workings of the campaign. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think that a lot of people would be energized by that because they feel like they're sitting on the sidelines. Uh, they're worried about it. They wonder what they can do. Uh, there's a lot that people can do. Carol, there's, uh, it's really interesting. There's a couple of different uh, t- groups that we call deployment states. Um, you have states like Alabama that are solidly red and uh, they can afford to send people to another state typically to, to help uh, another state win some critical elections. Uh, and then we also have states like New York or California where we have a lot of volunteers from California that are just so frustrated with their state and they feel like that if they stay at home that they're just uh, wasting their time because it's, it's almost a hopeless situation right now until we can turn things around there. So a lot of those people will volunteer to go to another state where they know that they can make a difference in the election. That is wonderful. And then sometimes they visit that other state and they look and see that the grass really is greener on the other side. And then they move to the state where they deploy. They do. And another thing that's been interesting is, uh, a lot of times people assume that our volunteers want to go to the state that's closest to where they live, but that's not always the case. And I tell a story um, in 2016, we had a group of strike force volunteers from Hawaii and they deployed with us. And I asked people, I said, where do you think they deployed to? And I'll get feedback like, well, I bet they went to Nevada or to Arizona or somewhere on the West Coast. And I'll say, no, uh, that's not right. And then they asked me, well, where did they deploy to? And I said, our group from Hawaii deployed to New Hampshire. Oh my. <laughs> they can't believe it. But uh, a lot of people like going somewhere that they haven't been before, especially if they're retirees or uh, young singles. Well, I mean, it is, what I, what has really impressed me about the Mighty American Strike Force is that it's so well organized. And I guess, um, you know, this whole uh, military approach, you see it in the structure of the organization. Mm. And a lot of times we're asked to participate in organizations. Sometimes they're not well organized and you become frustrated. But my experience has been with you all that you do have it uh, pretty well down to a science. We're trying. It's, it's a work in progress, but we're, we're doing everything we can to, to be organized. Um, I'm very excited about what's happening in, in 2020. Um, you know, in 2016, we were in about six states. Uh, this year, we are already in 26 states, and our goal is to be in all 50 states plus D.C. and Puerto Rico. Now, if someone goes to the website, uh, are they able to see which states uh, lack a mighty American strike force? So if they wanted to be um, a chairman or to found a group, um, what would be the process? We don't have that on there yet, but within the next week, I, I think that will be on there. And, yes. and they'll be able to see where we actually have chairmen. And each of our state chairmen will have their own web page on the website for example, if we have a chairman in New York, he'll, which we do, uh, that chairman will have their own web page right there on the website and their contact information so people can contact him 
if they want to enlist with the mighty New York strike force. Yes. That sounds great. And I'd also like for you to talk with our listeners about, you know, what the needs are of the organization. And we talked about, you do have a close connection with the Trump campaign and you were involved in the midterm elections and some of those campaigns, you have to make a difference there. Mm -hmm. But as far as the needs of the organization as it grows, what are those needs? Our greatest need is manpower. Um, we need people that are willing to travel. And typically, a lot of our volunteers, if they're able to get off from work, that uh, they will deploy 12 days before Election Day. Uh, they may arrive on a Thursday or Friday. They'll work for 10 days through the, follow, the second weekend, and then they'll work through election night and then travel home on the day after election. Uh, but we need manpower. Uh, that's our greatest need. Uh, we have become believers in, in, in what we're doing. I, I tell a story. Um, after the 2016 election, the morning after, my wife and I were driving to the airport in Pittsburgh and I received a call from a gentleman named Jerry Morgan. He's one of the top Republican consultants in the state of Pennsylvania. And he said, Rick, I'm glad I caught you before you left. He said, it's just been an amazing night, but I wanted to thank you all for, for coming. And I said, well, we were glad to be here, Jerry. And he said, Rick, I don't know whether you fully appreciate what I'm saying. And I said, well, what are you saying? And he said, Rick, I've been analyzing the results all night of the uh, election in Pennsylvania. And he said, I'm absolutely convinced that had the mighty American strike force not been here for the past two weeks, that we would not have carried Pennsylvania for Donald Trump in 2016. So that, I always remember that. I do believe we made a huge difference in states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, N North Carolina, uh, that we may have faced a very different outcome had we not been there. I agree. And again, I knocked on doors in a Philadelphia suburb suburb that was uh, affluent and a majority white. And there were some people at that time, you know, they had started saying how racist Donald Trump was. And there were some Republicans that were undecided. And I believe or I would think that having two African-Americans on their doorstep saying we support Donald Trump may have made a difference for some of those people. I think it did. Uh, as far as uh, our involvement with the Trump campaign, uh, we're involved with all Republicans, but some people ask us, how are we structured? Are, are we a PAC? Are we a super PAC or a 501c3 or whatever? We are not. Uh, we made a conscious decision after consulting with our legal advisors, we are just foot soldiers, volunteers working with the Republican National Committee and uh, individual state parties. So um, if we, uh, by, by choosing that course, uh, we are allowed to coordinate with federal campaigns, uh, with state parties, with the Trump campaign. Whereas if we were a PAC or a super PAC, we could not do that. Right. Uh, defeats our purpose. I mean, that's great uh, that you um, made that decision 
And I'm excited, you know, to be part of the organization. I know that soon there'll be an announcement about, you know, my involvement, uh, but it's one of the more important things I believe that we need to do as Americans if we care about the uh, Judeo-Christian heritage of our nation, if you care about making America strong, if you care about limited government, constitutional government, there's so much that is at stake at this moment in history. And again, just voting and um, that's not enough. And unfortunately, there are not enough people that actually vote. That's sad, but it's true. So again, uh, Rick, thank you so much for being on the show. And if you would like to give information about how people can contact you, uh, the website address, which we will put in the description of the show, but anything that people need, if they want to contribute, they want to volunteer, they want to be um, considered to be the chairman or chairwoman for that state, everything that they need for that, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, Carol. Uh, by going to our website, masf.online, they can sign up to volunteer. They can actually donate, go directly into our account. And we have a uh, checks and balances system set up so that we are very meticulous about managing the, the finances of the group. They can also email me, and that would be rick.potter at mightyamericanstrikeforce.org. rick.potter at mightyamericanstrikeforce.org. Uh, we will immediately respond. And I believe uh, you indicated at one time, not in this interview, that if they want to support a Mighty American Strike Force member that's the chairperson or in some leadership role, that they can designate, uh, you know, which state or which group they're supporting. That's correct. Uh, if, if someone wants to earmark their contribution for a specific person or cause, they can just let us know and then uh, we can take care of that. Thank you so much, uh, Rick. And for everyone that's listening, remember, it's we the people who must stand up to be the people who change our nation and our world. Joining a group like the Mighty American Strike Force and becoming involved is a way to make a difference that will impact the lives of millions of Americans and also uh, the world in the sense that what happens in America affects the whole world. So thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can hear the, uh, this uh, interview on radio as well as by podcast. Go to my website, bethepeoplenews.com or the America Out Loud website americaoutloud.com to listen to the podcast. Be sure to share the podcast and also sign up to subscribe. Until next time.